MPL corner now. We had round one of MPL one over the weekend. Three games on Friday night and three games on Sunday. We had Apia one, Marconi two. Apia were fast finishing, but were reduced to ten late in the game. Marconi with a penalty early in the second half, following a Paul Galini handball. Marco Yesic clinical from the spot. Anthony Frangi hitting the back of the net just moments later from the edge of the box. Blackdown City nil, North Shore nil. North Shore had a goal rule out in the 29th minute following the ruling that Blacktown keeper Sean Catlin was impeded. Manly United nil, Rockdale nil. Another goalless draw there on Friday night. Sydney and Lippy got up 2-0 over Sydney United with a double to Fabio Ferreira inside 20 minutes. United struggled to keep up with Olympic in the first what half. A player. What a player, huh? Fabio Ferreira, oh. fan favourite. Uh, United, was, yeah. On Fabio Ferreira, there was a quite quite small rumour about two years ago of him going to the IPL. Really? Oh, really? I believe a club contacted him. I don't think the conversation lasted very long, though. So there you go. <laughs> he hung up. <laughs> well, there you go. He's got a double in the first round of the MPL. United struggled to keep up with Olympic in the first half, but caught their way back into the game in the second half, but Olympic ended up cruising to a 2-0 win. Wolves obviously got up 1-0 over Mount Drill, which we'll analyse a little bit soon. Sydney FC 3-2 over Western Sydney Wanderers. Now, I honestly thought this game would be closer than what it was because Sydney were up 3-0 just before half-time and they looked like they were in full control. But look, Wanderers fought their way back, but Sydney just held on in the end. Now, we've got the Wolves 1, Mount Druitt 0. So plenty of chances to increase the scoreline, but Jordan three points nonetheless. Yeah, three points nonetheless, and uh, Luke Wilkshire obviously stating this after the game that he was happy with the three points, but the performance was a little a little shaky against Mount Druid in, against a side that they uh, were expected to, to beat comprehensively. They uh, did look dangerous in attack. Uh, obviously, the goal scorer, Carter scoring in the 72nd minute, I believe it was. But uh, the overall performance does need to be improved, especially... Uh, with them playing Arpia on Friday night, uh, it will the whole performance needs to improve. And of course, the game against Arpia provides its own logistical challenges. Uh, so I, th- I think the some play- the players are taking a day off from work to get that. Well, uh, they probably will have to. But I think that uh, obviously a casualty from the weekend, Darcy Madden limped off yeah, late with a hamstring game, yeah. complaint. Uh, so that's a little bit of a worry considering the reliability of Darcy Madden. It's uh, he's a very accomplished player and defender. I, I believe they had Taylor McDonald starting on the bench on the weekend, you, so you'd think someone like him would come in, and that's that's no uh, decrease in quality for sure because he's a good young defender as well. But uh, Luke Wilkshire stating that his, his side, the shooting of the side wasn't up to scratch. Obviously, they had a few chances and did look very dangerous, but they could have scored plenty more. But uh, a win's a win at the end of the day, but uh, early days. But uh, import, uh, the performance, I should say, is... Uh, Probably not what uh, Wilkshire would have liked, but if they can uh, improve that against Arpia and for the future uh, games this season, then they will be another top side uh, play- in the NBL. Yep. A player who did look dangerous was Bourgeois in front of goals. He threatened several times and it was unlucky not to get on the score sheet in the end. But Harry Callahan with the mayor of the match performance. Positive signs for the Wolves before they travel. Obviously, 7pm kickoff at Leica on Friday night. It's a bit tough for them, but... Look, last time they met Arpia was a semi-final defeat late last season, so they'll be looking to avenge that. Arpia obviously coming off a 2-1 loss to Marconi. They'll be desperate for a win as well at home. The other round two games will be Manly United against Western Sydney Wanderers, 7.30pm Friday night at Chroma Park. We've got Mount Druitt and Blacktown City, 7pm Saturday at Poppendetta Park at Mount Druitt. 
Sydney United and North Shore Mariners, 3 p.m. Sunday at Adensa Park. Olympic will take on Sydney FC, 5 p.m. at Lambert Park on Sunday. And Rockdale and Marconi ran out the round, 6.30 Sunday at Illington Sports Centre. Moving on now, we to our other local NPL teams. We've got South Coast Flame 1 over the Greenville Rage nil. Flame grabbing their first win of the season. Moose had a few regular starters, but Dill, they got their first win of the season in the end. Yes, the Flame are on the board after, I believe, it was a bye last weekend. They were missing their, in my opinion, best player, Matt Mazewski, in the middle of arc. Yep. And Lewis they, Connell as well. Lewis Connell as well. They got the win courtesy of a penalty, which was uh, a pretty funny penalty, I've got to be honest. You couldn't uh, stop laughing it after de- it. <laughs> it was definitely a penalty. It was 100% a penalty, but what it was still funny. The, um, it was a... Oh, no, it wasn't a penalty. It was, but it was a sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. It was a dodgy, it was a dodgy, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it, was a do, it was a dodgy pass. It was a dodgy pass back, and Sandy Lowcock got absolutely cleaned up by the uh, the goalkeeper. Right, and it was definitely going to be a penalty if who who was the goal scorer? Jonathan Mashaba. Mashaba and Mashaba finished it off, and if Mashaba didn't, it on. if Mashaba wasn't there, it definitely would have been a penalty and probably a red card. But because no, the goal went in. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yellow no, card. He didn't get a yellow card in the end. Yeah, he, he got nothing got because the goal card. went in, but he should have got a yellow card. Um, he should yeah, be going to referee. Fair, a fair play to the shortage. referee for not blowing because it was it did take two or three seconds for Mashaba to get there. So there's some it was a good. It would have blown the whistle within. Oh, oh yeah, no, I would have been happy about it. Was but, um, advantage, yeah. Flame deserved the win. wasn't uh, wasn't a beautiful result against or a beautiful match against the the Rage, and they've got Western. Away, yeah, which is a, first on Saturday. Yeah, it's a tough evening. test. They've started the season pretty well, um, and I think uh, I'm not sure how many weeks Matt is actually out because that's actually his first get the game of his suspension. Yeah. But I'm not sure. With I believe that. it was a second yellow that red card wasn't was it not? Was it? So, that's I, think so was, I think that yeah, should be so fine. You might be yeah. probably back uh, with this. But uh, yeah, Flame. The, I just feel promote with promotion relegation off the cards in MPL four. It's hard to. It's hard to um, not see yeah. what the point is, but it's like, that's, that's so the What are you playing for? Yeah, yeah. Moving on now in the women's MPL, we had seen the Olympic get up 4 3 over Illawarra Stingrays. Stingrays are still searching for their first win of the season. They did go up against W players, W League players, or I should say, such as Teresa Polias and Mackenzie Hawksby from Sydney FC on the weekend. But yeah, they will be disappointed not to get a result after clawing their way back to 3 3. I've spoken to Bruce Tilt, the Stingrays coach, about his side. You guys are best mates, aren't you? We have a working relationship. <laughs> you look at the games that they've played. They've played Olympic on the weekend. They've played RPR. RPR they've played Blacktown. Their team's packed full of uh, W League experience. And the Stingrays haven't been disgraced in any of their matches so far. They've picked up a point. And to score three goals against a strong Olympic side is... A fair effort. They had an Olympic coach by Ante Juric, the Sydney FC Possibly. coach. I believe they are. Possibly. Anyway. But, yeah, so it's a quality, uh, like you're saying, that to score three against Wollongong, uh, uh, Sydney Olympic is a, a very, is a testament to Bruce Tilt's side. And I think that the Stingrays, from all accounts, have played pretty well. I believe that first game was a little bit slow out of the blocks, but the game last week they, uh, they should have won. Uh, at home, at, at, well, at Ian McLennan Park, they should have won that one. But yeah, like I a, think it was an individual error. It was, yeah. Against Arpia. That's so right, it was. led to that yeah. goal. Still really close. It's still, it should be noted that they're still quite reliant on 
Michelle Carney, who I think is 36 or 37 years old now, but she's still doing doing a job in that league, but uh, heavily, heavily relying on Carney. And the next four games, other than MacArthur, which I think they have in a fortnight's on, they probably are the, the favourites in those mm. in the three other games. So I think that uh, uh, Mr. Tell will be targeting yeah. some results there. Yeah, but like we said, the short nature of the season, and they one point out of three games. I know they can't against strong teams, but going to get a roll on quickly in the race. But so tilt out. No, not a chance. <laughs> they go up against football New South Wales Institute. They go up against football New South Wales Institute on Institute rather on Sunday afternoon at Valentine Sports Park. On another note, how good has it been to have a dedicated NPL streaming service, NPL TV, for all the men's and top women's games? It's been pretty good, Jordan. has been good. It's been not just this season. It's sort of uh, the streaming, I guess, age has come, has come about over the last couple of seasons in the NPL specifically. But it's it seems to be a way, the way of the future. And I've said this before, it's, it's probably going to be a bit more of a norm. And I think it's great for, you know, young young uh, aspiring footballers to to watch the MPL on their on their on their tablets on social media uh, and not just young people for for obviously fans especially at the moment that can't get to games uh, for a variety of reasons uh, look it's it's great and it's it's it, it gives people the opportunity to to watch their favorite teams if they could you know if they're working or or playing their own football games for example yeah i just think it's it's uh, brilliant, and I think that it will definitely be growing as the uh, years uh, go on. And we will touch on uh, the possibility of streaming f- football games. Go on, yeah. You thought, yeah. What did you? What did <laughs> go on? Go on. Um, yeah, yeah. No, just chuck it up. I also, I also believe that this streaming platform, which has really been pioneered by Football New South Wales and Football Victoria, well, I believe they're the, the first two that have really pushed this. Is also a fantastic, a fantastic resource for coaches. It mm. opens up mm. fantastic possibilities for them that just simply weren't there unless the coach was putting in uh, a lot of hours getting around to a number of games, which is still very important, I believe, for coaches to get around. And that's something that's something I I admire seeing coaches in the IPL going to other games as well. But also for for journalists and for aspiring. Uh, match commentators, I think it's a, a great mm. testing ground for them as well, and it opens up further opportunities there and I, I just hope it goes from strength to strength which it seems to be uh, doing yeah I can see I can see it definitely growing as the years go by the Australian football chat now just quick A-League result recap got, Brisbane got up 2-1 over Melbourne victory over the last week Adelaide got up 5-3 over Perth Glory Western Sydney got up 1-0 over Wellington Melbourne City had a big 2-0 win in Sydney and Newcastle got a 1-0 over Western United. We have the Mariners get their first win in a long time, 3-2 over Melbourne Victory. And last night, Perth got up 3-1 over Western Sydney Wanderers. Next week's fixtures, we've got Wellington going up against Brisbane. Adelaide take on Sydney FC. Western United will take on Western Sydney Wanderers. We've got Perth against Melbourne Victory. Brisbane against Sydney FC. And Melbourne City against Adelaide. Now, the biggest news that came out over the last couple of days, Simon Hill to Optus Sport. Now, he has been brought in to call the Champions League and Europa League over the next month. He's calling the Champions League for the first time since 2005. But not only that, he will also appear as a weekly columnist on Optus Sport website, plus Optus Sport's European Match Day podcast. He loves a podcast, doesn't he? He does it well, so I see no reason why he uh, can't be on a number of podcast platforms. 
I, I think it's an absolute coup for for Optus Sport to be honest, and obviously a, a success for Simon Hill, who uh, obviously uh, has not worked for Fox Sports for I believe it's almost been about two months now. Uh, obviously, one of the best, if not the best, commentator in Australia at the moment. Uh, and for him to commentate on uh, Champions League and Europa League games, I think that's probably right up his alley, to be honest. How's his beard, though? I'm getting a real Miller. Yeah, no, fired from it. I was watching his interview the other day when he signed for Optus Sport. Signed for Optus Sport. Like, he's got the jersey there. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Baylor's just on the next one. No, that beard is something to behold. I think that's. Uh, I don't think it's taken him that long to grow, to be honest. Maybe probably a year, I reckon. But that's pretty impressive. Not that's pretty bushy, to be fair. Oh, God. I wonder what's stuck in there. Anyway. <laughs> Your take on the your take on the coup, Mister Dillon? It's fantastic. Like Jordan said, he's the best commentator in Australian football, almost Australian sport, I would say. And he's also one of the great Australian football thinkers as well. Yeah, I love listening to what he has to say and write. It's great, been great to read his stuff in the Guardian of late. He's appeared on SBS, uh, their World Game uh, live stream segments. And even a number of podcasts, including the football, he's yeah. featured on that in over these periods since leaving Fox Sports. Just, he started. I think his, he was on this podcast. He, huh? he started up <laughs> his own podcast. We, we thought he, we killed his career. No, it's alive now. He only rejuvenated it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Fox, when he, within his contract, he wasn't allowed to share his sort of uh, opinions around. Him. I don't know what the the contract situation was there, but it's great to see him voicing his thoughts and views on a range of platforms. So great coup for Optus and uh, it'd be interesting to see what he is commentating on next season. Now, I don't want to be the one that says let's get A-League on Fox Sports because I'm not sure if Optus will want to take that gamble, but there has to be like there has to be a reason why Simon has gone over to Optus. So surely it's not short term. He still has an invested interest in the game in the country, shown through his podcast with Spider Kalash and Craig Moore. So look, can't be a short-term reason. You can't, you, you, surely not, there's a, a big announcement like this about how he's coming over up with sports. Surely it's not just for two weeks to commentate on the Europa and Champions I feel like you're about to announce that the Optus Sport have uh, bought the A-League rights. No, I haven't. No, I'll, like, <laughs> I wish, but oh. there's, surely, there's, surely there's a reason why he's gone over there, not just purely for that. I don't, but I don't necessarily think, obviously he's got an invested... Um, He's got an attachment to the game in this country, Simon does, but I don't think that necessarily means that... Yeah, yeah, uh, he has talked about going back home eventually, though, as well. So maybe Premier League commentating at home as well. You never know. Yeah, look, I think he'd be su- he'd be 100% suited to it. I I, I don't... Yeah, I, I, obviously he's got an invested uh, thought in the into Australian football, but I don't think that necessarily means he's loving everything that goes on in the A-League at the moment. I, I think... And, and A-League and the W-League, I should say. Look, I... He's obviously there's positives about the the way the the competition is structured in Australia at the moment, but Simon's probably one of the first ones to to uh, outline the the issues in it. Um, look, I, 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 it's going to be interesting to be honest. Like I, I'm excited to hear him commentate in the Champions League and the Europa League, but mm. I I would love to see where this goes. I think Optus are building a nice little uh, journalist journalist team over there. A very good team, as a matter of fact. <laughs> What? It's <laughs> a, a very good team. Now, m- moving on now, Mike Charlesworth has handed back his A-League licence, pulling the pin on the Central Coast Mariners. 
franchise currently has a shadow of doubt around it, but Charlesworth has said he has ears opening open to acquiring a share in a team closer to home in Europe. Admitting his remoteness from Australia didn't exactly help his oversight of day-to-day operations in Gosford. What, where to from here for the Mariners? It's an interesting one, and I think it's probably it is disappointing considering that their local rivals, the Newcastle Jets owner, is also looking for a potential buyer as well. So it's a couple of teams in the A-League that are a bit well, very uncertain at the moment. I think the the most concerning thing is the potential for, for relocation. Uh, obviously, mm. if there's not a buyer on the Central Coast, uh, obviously Gosford's a very niche market. It's it's probably not very well, – it's, it's very hard to, to tap into. So the Darwin Mariners. So, look, it could go anywhere. We could have the, the Launceston Mariners. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, look, it's uh, a little bit concerning for all those Mariners fans. But uh, the Mariners, despite not performing – the last five seasons or so, they're still an integral part to the A-League. They've got a lot of history and they've produced a lot of Socceroos that are still playing today and have already represented the Socceroos and, and finished their careers. Um, it's concerning, to say the least, because the A-League needs the Mariners. Big kick in the guts how they got their first win in God knows how long against the victory and then the, the next morning they get this news. I thought it was uh, funny that they got their first win on the... Uh, against Melbourne Victory and the uh, do you remember the last goal that Ruiz Diaz scored it was from mm. uh, John Carlo that jumped in at centre half a former Mariners player mm. I thought it's a bit of irony in that but that's uh, yeah. my thoughts anyway what's your thoughts on this take on this story Bill I echo a lot of what Warren has had to say there there's not enough history in the A-League to be knocking a team out like the Mariners they're a side that was has had plenty of success in the competition Produced plenty of. They've had a lot of trophy success mm. and production of players' success. So, I think it'd be a very sad day for the competition if they were for the competition in Australian football if they were to to fold because they wouldn't. I don't think if they were if they cease to exist. I, if I, if they stop being an A-League club, I doubt they. Would, I'm pretty sure the whole operation will cease yeah, to exist. Yeah. And. Now you see a lot of talk about uh, clubs vulturing around to take up the license. Vulturing probably isn't the right word because obviously there's a number of clubs, including Wollongong, the Wollongong Wolves who want to be part of a national competition. But uh, it's sad. It would be sad to think that for another club to get an opportunity, it would rely on a another club dying. Mm-hmm. Well, it was touched on in the Mercury earlier. You don't want the... You don't want the Wolves, for example, coming in because another club had to die. You and want that's the Wolves exactly coming in because, of, yeah, that's exactly like, what they said. Yeah, yeah I just think want, that want the league to expand, not because someone's been cut from the league. The goal is to expand the competition. If the Mariners were were um, voided, so to speak, then and the Wolves took their spot, it would be great for the Wolves. But we need the the, the league needs to grow and teams there's, not there's not still be stay stagnant. issues mm. regarding that. Yeah, look. Uh, Obviously, we'd love to see the Wolves. No, I mean a number of, like, just if you replace the Wolves, the situation that affected the Mariners mm. doesn't go away because it still impacts a number of clubs like Newcastle. Mm. Mm. Like the, the Wolves doesn't have a major city behind it. No. Uh, so there needs to be the financial backing there. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Next story now, Bailey Wright to the, uh, the famous Sunderland AFC. Wright was on loan from Bristol to Sunderland for six games last year. Kept five clean sheets in that time as well, but an ankle injury 
and obviously the premature end of the season finished his campaign. Wright believes Sunderland are heading in the right direction. I guess they, they can't go further down than where they are at the moment. Maybe an Aussie to feature on the next Sunderland Till I Die season. Who knows, Jordan? Oh, I'll tell you what, that's one of my favourite shows on Netflix. Even though, uh, <laughs> even though they, set, they set you up to believe that they're going to have a, a storied season, Sunderland, yeah. and then they just get relegated. And you see, because it, the it's been filmed obviously it's a season like, before, and you see the manager, and you're like, you look, you Google it. You're not finishing there. He's not the manager now, so it's like, well, it's like round thirty-seven. They're second on the table, and then they ne- and then they come round thirty-eight. They're nineteenth. Uh, but on a serious note, though, it's a real travesty that a club like Sunderland, as big as they are, is in League One. Well, it is, but uh, in saying that, you could say That's that what about a, to you. <laughs> you could say that about a number of clubs. But I think in terms of Bailey Wright, it's it's probably a good move. I think he'll play consistent football. Whether or not it improves his Socceroos chances, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not Graham Arnold, so I, I can't answer that question. But you're out of people. But yeah, well, he doesn't get a say in the Socceroos either. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's a move that can be. Uh, it's it, it's a it's a good move for Bailey, right? I think. Graham Arnold's shown that he's if a player's performing, he's You'll happy enough there. to consider them, even if they are playing in League One. Mm. But you'd like to think, oh, I. I think Bailey Wright is a, not a complete footballer, but I think he's a capable defender. Mm. And uh, I'm not too sure how old he is, but I'm, I'm still imagining it'd be mid twenties or something. Mid to late twenties, yeah. yeah. I still think he's got Socceroos caps left in him. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. Another club that's uh, a far cry from where they used to be. Oldham Athletic has picked up Harry Kuehl to take on their managing position. Now, Kiel has taken English football's biggest poison chalice, becoming Oldham's sixth coach in 19 months. Oldham are looking to get out of League Two, which, like I said, is a far cry from the cup finals and the Premier League appearances of the early 90s in which they were in. Oldham were 19th in League Two when the pandemic hit. So, look, Harry Kiel has got a massive task ahead of him. Yeah, but I don't think that Harry, obviously, is... is branched out with his coaching. I don't think Harry's got the credentials to, to coach a, a side above a league two at the moment. I think he needs to prove himself in a team in that sort of level of competition. Whether or not he can, can buck that trend of well, the Paul, six managers Paul, in 19 isn't, months. Isn't Paul Scholes one of the six managers they let go? Yeah. So, look, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so look I'd, it's it's going to be a learning curve for Harry. Might not... It, Probably won't go all to plan for him. There'll be probably be a lot of logistical issues, but look, it's uh, probably will uh, hold him in good stead for a few, for future coaching roles if he uh, continues to pursue this path. Only time will tell, I guess. But moving on, last point now. We did touch on the digital revolution of streaming football. Simon Hill did write an article in the Guardian. I believe it might have been yesterday or all the day before. And the, it was titled, Football Looks to Digital Revolution to Find Missing Link Between Base and Elite. What was said is that it's believed the plan is to bring the entire football family under one roof, including coverage of all competitions from the top down to the lower reaches of the NPL, even grassroots football to an extent as well. you got to look at it, though. Sport has a 2 million strong playing base, and it is hoped that it can, this can finally solve the conundrum of how to connect the base to the elite so long the game's missing link it's definitely necessary to link the two Jordan yeah look I think it's important to find that uh, link and I thought that Simon's article in the Guardian on this was was a great read to be honest but 
yeah, we touched on it before. The 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 MPL TV, if you want to call it that, is uh, is a is, well, that is one example. <laughs> well, okay, there you go. Is, is a, a perfect example of that, and I think it only connects the the playing. The it's it's you mentioned before the two million people playing football in this country. The participation rate needs that needs to be transferred into consistent football watchers, i.e., A League, W League, Socceroos, Matildas in this country. So I think. Did the digital age, if you call and, it, and interesting, and the, yeah, an interesting yeah. point about watching the AEW League and the soccer is that uh, a PhD research by Hunter Fuyak, a lecturer in sports management at Deakin University, it showed that out of all football fans, only 6% are uniquely fans of the A-League, 34% are interested in overseas competitions, 60% categorise themselves as interested in both. So seems to confirm the theory that the A-League ratings dropped off when Fox Sports lost the EPL rights to Optus. But, um, yeah, one thing's for sure, football can no longer fully rely on the traditional dividend provided by traditional broadcast models like AFL or NRL. Yeah, well, I think that the AFL and NRL are obviously a lot a lot more stable than the A-League in terms of viewership, but... It's it's it, there's there's arguments say for example the A League moving to to winter will that interfere with the NRL and the AFL codes? I I don't think that's the important issue. I think more of the issue is if there's an NRL fan and an A League fan, which one would they pick? And at the moment, it seems like the majority would pick NRL. So that, that's got to change. And I think that transferring to a digital platform before the AFL and the NRL is probably a good mm. thing to get these football fans out and pick them out and make them love the sport and watch the sport over other sports? Well, there was um, the same lecturer at uh, Deakin University for sports management said outside of the big two of AFL football and rugby league, that football is the best position to make a go for the -the over-the-top streaming service. Obviously, 7% of Australians are uniquely interested in football, no other code, compares to something like rugby union, which is just 2% because... There is a high overlap with the league. The latent group of consumers underpinning the code is stronger for football, so that unique tribe is there. So it is there. It's just a matter of finding it and keeping it consistent. Yes. Uh, your opinion on this still? I echo most of what Jordan's had to say there. I don't see how a over-the-top platform will work, though. I don't think there's enough... Um, I don't. I honestly don't. Just don't think there's enough engagement with the A League product. Where to from here, though? You reckon? Yeah. I've watched plenty of rugby league games in the last few weeks, and I haven't watched an A League game yet. Look, the, I the, like the A League, but yeah. the A League, and I'm the same. Like the A League, obviously, I watch the A League, but the NRL definitely has. It's it's more certain in terms of fans will will pick that over an A League game at the moment. Why that is is probably a thousand reasons, but. Look, I, I just think that, and I agree with you, there's a lot of people that are the same boat as you and that needs to change. Whether or not this changes it, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I touched on last week. There was a game, I think it was Western United's first game back. I had no idea they that what that game went ahead. I don't think that argument puts forward. It's just a thought rather than yeah. it doesn't really yeah. put forward an answer. Really. No, as most articles <laughs> about football in this country. No, that's but, yeah. not no, It's just yeah. a, yeah, it's yeah. a thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that's our um, that's our podcast for this week. Jordan, always a pleasure. Dylan, thanks again for coming back on. Good cameo. Yep. We've missed Ooh. you. Bye, Mike. <laughs>
and uh, keep up the good work with the IPL Informer as well. But for our listeners as well, keep on listening. Thanks for listening as well. We're pushing the 1,000 like barrier on Facebook. We hit 900. Let's hope we can get to 1,000 very soon. But thanks again. Again, thanks for listening, and we will see or hear from you guys next week.